people, welcome back to the Arsenio Buck Show, and welcome back to a book that I am bringing back from the dead, Lewis Ho's Masks of Masculinity. Guys, this was one of the most important books <clears throat> that I've come across because when I was actually telling a lot of these stories about either the sexual mask, the material mask, the this mask, the that mask, there are so many different masks out there that men are suffering from. Um... I do believe the fake entrepreneurial world is suffering from the material mask because anytime you put entrepreneur on Instagram, you see all these guys with their watches, their suits, their Lamborghinis, and their mansions, and their yachts. That's not what entrepreneurship is. However, that's what the commercialized entrepreneurship is, and this is uh, basically covering up your insecurities, all right? Gary Vee has talked about it, and I've talked about it in my previous podcast dating back a while back. Uh, the sexual mask, a lot of older uh, Gen Bs from countries where they are escaping, uh, let's say, a debacle of a marriage, they come here. They prey on women here in Thailand. They prey on women in Cambodia. They prey on women in Myanmar. They prey on women all, of course, in the Philippines. And it's very disgusting because they are driven by, of course, the sexual libido. They're driven by the sexual mask. Misogynistic, if you will. They prey on women <clears throat> because maybe they're getting back at something. Maybe they're getting back at their marriage. Maybe they're getting back at, the, you know, it just, they treat women as objects, okay? That's the sexual mask. There are a lot of different masks out there, but the one that I want to cover today, and it's the last mask before I actually cover all of them in bulk and look back at my perspective and see what mask I'm suffering from, I'm going to cover the alpha mask. The alpha mask is one of the most important masks. Before I get into any of the stories right now, I'm just going to tell you from what Lewis Hose put in his book. And this is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen written in a very, very long time. He said, you're in a bar and some guy gets rude. You're in a meeting and someone other than you is getting all the attention. You're trying to talk your phone bill down, but the guy on the other end is acting like a jerk. How does this make you feel? How do you respond? For a lot of men, the answer is simple. It challenges their very identity as a man. It makes them feel less than. Since they see themselves as alpha males, the top dogs, they simply cannot handle the downgrade in status. But here's the danger. In some of the situations, the degree to which you are assertive and display your full alpha colors could meaning meaningfully change what happens, for better or for worse. It might affect you whether you are able to walk away in one piece. Oh my god. I mean, I mean, just reading that, just listen, just reading that, it puts so much into perspective. Doesn't it? I mean, it scares the living hell out of me because guess what? How many American men are suffering from this? I'd have to say 90% of them. If it's not the football game and the drunk getting all rude because you're cheering for the opposite team. If it's not those ridiculous ass clubbing fools that get into arguments when a man bumps into him. If it's not the one at the basketball game that, you know, wants to fight and, you know, chants Barack Obama uh, during a 2009 UNLV versus U of A uh, basketball game, which I was literally at, and I saw these three African-Americans chanting Obama during the national anthem. Some people told him to shut up, and then a man punched a woman in the face. Literally, this is what I see. This is what I've come across. If it's not those dumbass videos... In terms of men getting into arguments after the club, they get, in it, they get in a big brawl, and of course they get concussed, and they go to the hospital. I just don't get it. I don't get men who have that, that, that sort of anger, that rage within them. Hey, to be honest with you, 
my brother suffers from this. You know what? I've talked about my brother in a number of podcasts, and I'm not talking about him in a demeaningful and derogatory way. I'm just trying to give you guys a little bit of a reference. But I remember I talked to my sister woo, two years ago. was the last time I talked to her younger sister. And she's like, you know what? We don't really speak to your brother anymore just because every time I don't want to give him a hug when he first comes or give him a kiss on the cheek, he gets very, very angry. My brother is one of those guys that would talk over my mom and my mom would just sit back and not say anything. My brother has all qualities of my father and my father is on the run from the government. Let's just put it that way. My brother is one of those people where I said, you know what? This is blue and it's blue. My brother's like, no, it's red. It's red. What the hell are you talking? And he gets very belligerent. There was one time I didn't give my brother $5 because, of course, he wanted to buy ganja. He wanted to buy the marijuana, the cigar, the, the, the weed, I guess they say, out there in America. And next thing you know, he came into the bedroom and he fought me. Yep, that's right. We got in a fight and he was so adamant. He was so angry. He was so hostile. Because you know what? There was nothing I could say at this tone that would match his level of anger. He needed that superiority over The only time that me and my brother actually got along was when... He actually had more money than me. He had a bigger car. Well, he had a car over me and he had a house over me. All of that was taken away because of his dumb ass. And you know what? When he got back to my level and realized that I was becoming more, better and better and better. Oh, that was it. That relationship fell apart and it never came back and it never will. Because my brother always holds himself. He never, he never, he has not graduated from the University of Hard Knocks. But you know what? If you look at uh, a lot of the CEOs that argue with Gary Vee, of course, on LinkedIn, Gary Vee posts something on LinkedIn, and the next thing you know, these CEOs and founders and managers of this and marketing and specialists and all these stupid-ass titles, which are probably given, of course, at the, you know, the fourth year of university, they come out in the woodworks and try justifying the fact that Gary Vee is wrong, rather than just saying, you know what, you are entitled to your own opinion, I do, uh, and be like, I disagree respectfully, they don't know how to do that. So first and foremost, you're never going to win an argument. You guys got to understand what Dale Carnegie has written, or had written, 70 years ago. You're never going to win an argument. It doesn't matter what you say. You're never going to change Gary Vee's or anyone's mindset by saying, no, you're wrong, you're stupid, you're this, you're that, how, how can I get you... You're not going to win this argument. And this is the fact that alpha, that, that, that really divisive term that is thrown around so much, especially out there in America. I'm an alpha male. I'm not a pansy. I'm, not, I'm this. I'm that. I'm a man. Shut up. Because you know what? You're suffering from this. I remember a long time ago, I was actually holding up a McDonald's sign in the middle of McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas. This man come up to me. This man came up to me, of course, and... I remember, of course, I'm just directing people to go to the bus, right? So four people come to me, and they start asking these crazy-ass questions, one after another. And then this guy, of course, Anglo, uh, glasses, of course, he wanted to have that sense of superiority over me because he apparently was a manager of a rid- ridiculous-ass McDonald's franchise. Oh, congratulations. You've congr- you know what? You've graduated from McDonald's. Great job. And he's like, oh, my God, who, prepared, uh, who prepped you? Oh my god, this is so unprofessional. Who prepped you? I'm like, sir, you go straight over there, you make a right, that's the end of it. End of conversation. Of course, I didn't say that at that specific moment, because I wasn't a very, uh, I guess you could say, reactive person. But you know what, if I did, that probably would have doomed me anyways. But these types of people are the ones who are suffering from such foolishness. I mean, guys, man, I mean... You know what, I've been talking to my... uh, It might get a little bit off track here. 
been talking to my students a lot in terms of who goes to the club. Who goes to the club? Honestly, who goes to a club? What are you going to a club to? You know, what are you going to a club for? Oh, to have fun. Are you serious? To have fun at a club. Really? People go there for one sole purpose. And you know what? If one man is talking to a girl and another man butts in and tries talking to that girl, he's like, hey, man. Next, you know, boom, fight. You're done. Concussed. I just don't understand that. I used to work with a guy by the name of Emil. This was about eight years ago. And this corn-ass foo would actually get in massive brawls outside of clubs because he was one of those clubbers. He would say, hey, Arsenio, let's go hang out. Let's go to a club. For what? What's the purpose of that? What am I going to get out of that? And, dude, that was probably back eight years ago. A club now is absolutely meaningless. The last time I went to a club was four years ago. Never did it again. Because you know what? You had all these... I I mean, it's just... I don't (sighs) understand. I'm going to break it down again. A lot of people want to have that edge. Men want to have that edge over other men. Like my brother. It could be other men in terms of, hey, you know what? At work. Okay? So if you look at it this way, uh, an alpha could go from a work standpoint, too. So there was a guy, of course, a coordinator by the name of Harry. Okay, Harry coordinates at this whack-ass language school center. Okay, this is the last one I worked at. Three and a half years. Woohoo! Harry looked at me as a threat. He was like, oh, man, this is a 29-year-old male that's just as good as I. I'm going to tell him how bad he is at what he does. And so he did, and then I realized how great I was. So then, of course, I quit, but he thinks, oh, yeah, I made him quit. Yeah, I'm better than him. I'm better than him. No, 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 no. You've already failed at life. You have literally, you have that sexual mask on right now. You went from England to Thailand to marry a woman and to, of course, uh, seek refuge. You've already lost. Honestly, guys, one of the most important books out there, this Lewis Ho's book, you can identify what the hell is going on within you. You know what? There's a quote out of the book. A guy by the name of Chris Voss. He said, get it. You know what? Alpha males. It's kind of like this. While getting everything is actually third on their list, first of all, being in control is number one on their list. Just as Harry, just as my brother. And that's emotionally satisfying. The second thing is the alpha male, which we refer to as the assertive. The one thing that's more important to them than actually getting what they want is being respected and making sure that you know everything about where they're coming from. If you look at... All football players, if you look at all basketball players, they need that sense. It's kind of like Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course, Cristiano Ronaldo has the material mass. But if we actually look at a lot of these people that people look up to, look at Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Do you think he has the alpha mask? What happened with his feud between uh, that other guy, that other actor? I forgot his name. Oh, Tyrese. They kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Why? Because they were trying to gain the upper hand on the other. Rather than just being the bigger gentleman and saying, excuse me, I'm not going to do this. Uh, we used to be partners and whatnot, so let's have, a talk, let's have a chit-chat. And at the age of 40, 50, they're not able to do that. Why? Because they are suffering from the alpha mask. They want to be the head honcho of the group. Louis Ho said, he said, that's the lesson for me. He said, you might think you're the big tough alpha male, but you're actually profoundly weak. It occurs to me that establishing alphaness is what drives a lot of outrageous behavior and needless mistakes. As you can mention from, as I've mentioned throughout, just basically from the beginning of this podcast. He said, when I think about things like gang violence or terrorism or bar fights or abuse, all of them seem to trace back to this need to establish one's presence or dominance or strength. 
All of these acts seem to be about men wanting to show how alpha they are. Boom. I mean, look at it. I mean, if you look at the suicide bombers, you look at this, that, I don't give a damn. But if you look at people who want to show that sort of alphaness, like the Pakistan and India, big problem out there in Mumbai, what was it, about 10 years ago, I think. The, 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 what it was, something Mumbai, terrorist attack, 400 people dead, right? These guys actually did this because Pakistan and India, they've always had that problem. And these terrorists were like, you know what, no, we need to show our, we need to show our strength over the Indians, and so they boated from Pakistan all the way to India. And then there was the attacks. That's when the attacks began. If you look at, uh, you know, gang violence. Blue and red, seriously. The Crips and the Blood. They want to have that upper hand over one another. African Americans. Yeah. I used to live in that neighborhood. I used to wear my scrubs home every night from work. And you would just see a bunch of niggas. I'll say it and I'll claim it like I see it. And they would look at me like, look at this sellout, Uncle Tom. He got a job. And they would give me some of the dirtiest looks. Why? They want to have the emotional edge over me. See, if you're suffering from this alpha mask, you better tune in to my next couple of podcasts in terms of the alpha mask. Because if you don't, you're going to continue to suffer from it. And you know what? If you're in a relationship right now, and you're one of those angry-ass individuals who scream... At the woman, because, oh, you know what, no, I want to, yeah, no, I'm the man of the house. No, I'm the woman of the house. No, it's 50-50. There is no man and no woman. You guys work together in a combined effort to achieve greatness. And if you don't see it that way, you're suffering. So, <laughs> you know what, you need to buckle up. You need to tune in to the next couple of podcasts, baby. Here's the introduction of the Alpha Mask. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.